Today on the newscast, Christians around the world are being persecuted at record levels. Get the inside story coming up. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It's one of the most important programs I have ever hosted, and it airs tonight, Tuesday, November 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN, The Rise of Global Christian Persecution. It's really one of the great untold stories in the world today. Did you know that right now, some 340 million Christians around the world are suffering severe persecution for their faith? In the year 2020 alone, some 5,000 Christians were murdered because they professed faith in Jesus. At the same time in 2020, some 4,500 churches and Christian buildings were destroyed. Folks, this is happening right now in real time. And on the program tonight, I will talk to former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Pastor Andrew Brunson and other leading voices about one of the most pressing issues of our time, the explosion of Christian persecution around the world, Africa, Asia, even South America. But what about the West? We have it pretty good here right now where I'm standing in the United States. But could a day come where persecution, severe persecution, comes here to the West as well? We'll discuss all of it tonight, and we will have first-hand accounts from the persecuted, including Peter Yasik. He is a Christian missionary who works as global ambassador for the Voice of the Martyrs, an incredible organization. A few years ago, he was in Sudan, and he was imprisoned and thrown into a prison cell with members of ISIS. Here's a clip from tonight's program on TBN, The Rise of Global Christian Persecution, featuring my interview with Peter Yashik, imprisoned with ISIS. Take a look. We're joined now by Peter Yashik, global ambassador for the Voice of the Martyrs and author of the book, Imprisoned with ISIS. Peter, your story is encouraging and important. You went to Sudan to help persecuted Christians on the ground in that country, yet you yourself ended up being persecuted. You found yourself in a Sudanese prison with members of ISIS. How did you end up there? And tell us a bit more about your background story. As you said, I was uh, uh, trying to help and document uh, the persecution uh, of uh, my brothers and sisters in Sudan. And uh, in one sense, uh, I was not that much surprised when I got stopped at uh, the airport whilst I was already holding three boarding passes for my uh, flights home because we were Uh, being trained for situations like that, Uh, you know, that we may get arrested uh, and interrogated. But, you know, when you travel for several years, like 15 years, and nothing happens, you get used to it. So in one sense, it was a kind of uh, a bit shock when I missed my flight, when I was arrested and interrogated for nearly 24 hours. Then I was put in prison, and uh, for four months, I've been interrogated by secret police. After that, I went uh, before the judge. Uh, There was me, judge, and the interpreter, and I heard that I was being accused for seven different articles, and just for two of them, I was facing death penalty. And in one sense, when you hear that you're facing death penalty in a foreign country, it is some moment when you start to think more seriously about that. After these four months, you know, I was uh, transferred to a different prison where I was being prosecuted uh, for another four months. And after eight months, uh, 
eventually the court case started. And it was a long court case. It lasted six months. And at the end of the six months, uh, I heard uh, uh, my sentence. It was not the um, death penalty as uh, it was I was being threatened with, but it was a life sentence. And this was not too long ago, just so people know. This was 2015 when you were arrested and the life sentence came down in 2017, which brings us to a Sudanese prison, not a very pleasant place to be. And who were your cellmates and how were some of the ways that God moved in that horrific situation? I realized quite uh, soon who my uh, fellow companions uh, in my prison cell, you know, normally the cell was designed for just one prisoner, but we were seven of, uh, of us there. And uh, the other six uh, cellmates were members of ISIS. I found that quite uh, soon because when they asked me to share some news uh, from the world, uh, you know, because people in this uh, prison are completely isolated from uh, all newspapers, radio, television. So they asked me uh, about some news from the world. And I shared the news of what happened in France uh, in uh, just a couple months before I was arrested. And, uh, and, you know, when I shared that 129 people were killed in France, in Paris. In an ISIS terror attack. Yes, and they, they started to celebrate and hug each other and shout Allahu Akbar for several minutes. So I found out who these cellmates were. And eventually, later on, you know, they openly said that they were members uh, of ISIS. And he was one of those ISIS people who beheaded the 20 Coptic uh, Egyptian and one African Christian on a Libyan shore in February uh, 2015. And he also threatened me on my life. Uh, and he, would, he told me that if I were American or Russian, he would kill me immediately. And, uh, you know, the other people, uh, the ISIS people, were uh, started with limiting my freedom of movement in the cell. Later on, they started to slander me with bad names, and they started to beat me and torture me. Uh, and uh, that was a really hard time. But I was praying inside. I, was, I lost 20, uh, I mean, 55 pounds in the three, first three months. And I also lost a lot of blood because I was suffering with internal bleeding. And the abuse continued, but God opened a door for you to share the gospel with some of your cellmates against all odds. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I was praying for wisdom, you know, to answer their question. Many of their questions were concerning my Christian faith. And uh, these young Muslims, you know, all of them were at the age of my own uh, children. They could be my sons. They were highly educated people, doctors, pharmacists, engineers, and of course, imams. And, you know, they uh, were uh, just asking me difficult questions about Christian faith. So, but the Lord gave me the wisdom to answer their questions. And also I started to pray for them that the Lord Jesus would reveal himself to them as a Lord Savior and God. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I was also sharing the gospel, not only with words, I was also sharing uh, the gospel with my attitudes. We know that the Lord Jesus said that if someone slaps you on the uh, left cheek, you uh, offer him the right one. So, uh, you know, I was beaten uh, in my face quite often uh, with the fist or slapping my uh, face. And, you know, the Lord Jesus said that, and I can tell you honestly that it was not uh, me who was able to 
turned the other cheek to them. It was Christ in me who was able to do that. Folks, Peter's story is incredible and inspiring. You can get a free copy of his book, Imprisoned with ISIS, by visiting the Voice of the Martyrs website. You see the URL there on your screen. Again, the book is absolutely free. I strongly encourage you to pick it up and don't miss our TBN special, The Rise of Global Christian Persecution, tonight, Tuesday, November 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN. You'll want to see this, folks, a very, very important program. One more thing to note, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, November 10th, we will have, once again, a Watchman Newscast live stream right here on our YouTube channel between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So be sure to join us tomorrow live for one solid hour and bring your questions for our Q&A session. Hey, keep the persecuted church around the world in your prayers for such a time as this. Thanks for joining us today. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.